What's up, guys? I'm Alex. And I'm Steve. And this is Black Series Rebels, Episode, episode three. 3. Thank you guys so much for subscribing to our channel and checking out the first two videos. We really appreciate the support. And everybody that bought one of our new t-shirts, thank you. If you guys want to snag one, there's a link in our show description and supplies are limited. Also, you might recall last week, Cedric Lee was the announced as the winner of this Star Wars 40th Anniversary Black Series Legacy Pack. Well, turns out Cedric's aunt came through, already got him one, so he wrote us back and said, guys, give it to another fan on the show. You are awesome, Cedric. You are a prime example of what it means to be a good Star Wars fan, buddy. So, this week's winner of this particular figure goes out to Instagram user Nick Dumpsterman. Woo! Again, Nick Dumpsterman. This is yours, man. Congratulations. We'll get in contact and we'll send this off to you. And if we don't hear from you, man, I'm going to find someone on the street named Nick's Dumpsterman or a guy named Nick living in a dumpster that goes by Nick Dumpsterman, and I'm going to give him that Darth Vader Legacy Pack. All right, guys. Here we go. We're, we got a new giveaway this week. We got woo, GameStop exclusive R5D4. Uncle Owen. Yeah? This R2 unit has a bad motivator, look! If you want to win this bad boy, all you have to do is subscribe to our channel, like this video, and leave a comment in the comment section with hashtag bad motivator. Alright, and now you ready? It's time for This Week in Star Wars News! All right, Steve, what's in the news this week? Well, Alex, as you might recall, last weekend at EA Play, EA dropped the trailer, the gameplay trailer, for Battlefront 2. Now, I'm not a big video game guy, as you guys might recall from last week's Dongles show. Dongles and the toggles. <laughs> but I know you're a big gamer, and you loved the first Battlefront. Are you stoked for this one? I I'm really excited. I think they knocked it out of the park on the trailer. The guys at DICE really did a fantastic job. Uh, it really addresses a lot of the issues, I think, that people had with Battlefront 1. Uh, I love the opening shot, right? The, oh, uh, the First, first order. order Troop into the OG Troop into the clones. the clones. That right there, I think, is exactly what fans wanted. I heard a lot of criticism that there was no prequel stuff. It was all set in the original trilogy, which, you know, I was really excited about, but I totally understand that Star Wars is generational and there were a lot of people that wanted clones and battle droids and Maul and Jedi and well, all the, kinds the of stuff. The original Battlefront yes. games were clones, right? Yep, they were all clones. Yeah, so I think that was a great way to start it off. I think, uh, I will tell you, Naboo is stunning. It's beautiful. I, I mean, it looked better in that game than it did, the CG did yeah. in... Episode one. They made battle droids to me. It looked like I want to play as a battle droid. Yeah, I love. Did you, did you notice like his head was like, mm -hmm. like as he was like walking, like, yeah. I mean, I guess it would if he was mm -hmm. running because their heads are kind of like on that weird swivelly joint. I thought that was super cool. Um, I, I will say that the campaign is what I'm most excited for, though. Like, I, I dig the multiplayer thing, and I'll, I'll play a ton of it, but. That stuff you just get shot from behind and you're like, eh, I don't know how I died and it's just frustrating. But the campaign is what I'm excited about now because that campaign is canon. So it actually fits into the Star Wars universe. Is there any chance that you, Stephen Ellis of Patricia Ellis, what's your father's <laughs> name? Robert Ellis. Robert and Patricia Ellis. <laughs> yes. Well, Stephen Ellis of Robert and Patricia Ellis. What am I, like Game of Thrones now? <laughs> yes, of House Ellis. <laughs> 
wrong fantasy franchise, <laughs> will you get a PS4 and will you play that campaign just because it's canon? Um, not just because it's canon. Um, that wouldn't be why I would potentially purchase a, okay. a new a new system or a new console. Um, but I will tell you this, Alex Backus of House Backus. Yes. Um, I think it's time. I think winter has come. And I think that it's time for me to upgrade my PS3 from the Blu-ray player at which I use and it. And I've seen your PS3. You have the fridge. You've I got do. the fridge, the one that was like... Yeah, yeah I do. Even on. though I don't even watch movies on it anymore because I have an Apple yeah. TV. But yes, I think it's time that I upgrade. And I think it's time that I just take a day and sit down and try my thumbs at the toggle and the dongles. Okay. And... Um, just check it out. I think it would be really fun to just do the story campaign and just see where it goes and get lost and probably die a million times and get frustrated. And All right, know. so I'm going to throw out an idea here. Okay. If Steve gets a PS4 or PS4 Pro or even the new Xbox, whatever system you decide to get, if you get it, we will stream him playing that game live Jesus. and you guys really can boring you guys can comment on it and you can rip him apart as you watch him oh, struggle light me up on those dongles and the toggles he'll be on like level three hour 16. no 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 level one hour 21. <laughs> that's gonna happen all right all right all cool right. so with the battlefront release we also know that we are going to be getting a prequel novel spin-off of Battlefront called Inferno Squad that's going to actually pick up right after the events of Rogue One. And for the audiobook, the actress Janina Gavankar is actually, who plays the main character mm -hmm. in Battlefront Story, is going to be doing the narration of the audiobook. I know you're not a big reader. I mean, it's not that I'm not a big reader. I'm not a big Star Wars yeah. novel reader. That would be the only way that I would enjoy that book is through the audio version because that's cool that she's reading it so it's probably very immersive and very fun the makers are saying her character is a very similar archetype to a ray but on the imperial side oh interesting be interesting maybe we got a little bit of a force user here Ooh, i don't know right in the comments do you guys think there's a possibility she's a force user that would be one of our first imperial force users besides obviously the big two yeah. uh okay I'll throw this out here. I'm not super into the novels because I, I can't seem to find one that I really like. So I want to throw a challenge out to the audience here. In our comment section, write some Star Wars canon novels that are worth checking out, whether it's Aftermath, Lost Stars, Bloodline, whichever ones you think are super cool, and maybe I'll give them a shot because I haven't been able to find one that really gets me interested. I started Aftermath. Same here. I put it down. I, yeah. I Tried Catalyst Rogue One, put it down. Same like, here. I just can't really. I love the comics. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because it has pictures, but I haven't been able to really find a novel that gets me stoked. So if you guys have one that you want to recommend, please do. I'd love to check it out. Definitely. All right, moving on. Uh, Colin Trevorrow recently spoke with Fandango. They asked him a few questions about Episode Nine. Uh, obviously, he really couldn't tell anything because we're still waiting for Episode Eight. Um, but they did ask him. Uh, if he was planning, how he was planning to go about influencing this younger generation and handing them a movie and an experience that they may cherish for the rest of their lives. 
Colin basically, you know, just went on to say that, you know, he's got kids. He thinks it's very important for directors in general to get down on the level with kids, especially when making movies like this. Uh, and he basically just thinks that, you know, it's a it's a prerequisite to making these kinds of films. Uh, slow Star Wars Newsweek for the press? I don't yeah, know. I have to tell, like, that's cool. Like, like, you know, we, I don't have much to say about episode nine because I think this is episode eight's moment to shine. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I do think that, I don't, I'm not trying to start a, opinion feud here. Well, I'm but just trying to figure out what the, the interviewer was trying to get at with yeah, that Yeah, I don't under, like, okay, great, so you dig kids, mm -hmm. and kids like Star Wars, and Star Wars are kids' movies, like, eh, kids. I'm not, like, uh, like, it, it, it actually, it bugs me when George Lucas will say, like, it's for 10-year-olds, because I don't think that first Star Wars is for 10-year-olds. I think that Jar Jar Binks is for 10-year-olds and that the Ewoks are for 10-year-olds and there are elements in Star Wars that are designed to appeal to 10-year-olds but the themes are very complex they're based in mythology it's like we have a guest we have an interview coming up with Alex Rubens and he does not approach Star Wars no. like a 10-year-old approaches Star Wars no so, I'm a 35-year-old and he made me feel like <laughs> yeah, a 10-year-old yeah. approaching Star we're all, Wars you're all, we're all going to feel real dumb when we launch that interview which is going to be in uh, two weeks today yeah. we, tonight we have Steel Saunders of Steel Wars and next week we have part one of Alex Rubens so I dig that I dig that quote but I just my opinion on it is kind of like eh Let's wait for episode eight. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Well, Empire Magazine just put out their well, they're put they're putting out their new magazine this month. That is their fan voted hundred greatest movies of all time. And let me tell you, it's very apparent that it was a bunch of sweaties that made this list. Um, just curious, where do you think the Star Wars films rank on this list of a hundred? I'll tell you right now. As far as I remember and in my notes, the prequels aren't there. So we just have the original trilogy. Okay, I would say there are two movies on the list. Um, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. I don't think Return of the Jedi is in the top 100 movies ever made. Uh, I would say A New Hope probably lands in the top five, Okay. I would say. And Empire probably flirts in the top 30. Okay. And I, I say that not because I think A New Hope is a better movie than Empire. I like Empire much more than A New Hope. Empire is my favorite one. But I think A New Hope, in terms of what it did for cinema and what it means to the art of filmmaking, A New Hope is a much more important movie and did so much more for the genres that we know and love today. Whereas Empire just does what A New Hope did, but so much better better sure so if you're making a list of the top star wars movies of course empire trumps new hope but if you're talking about best movies i actually think a new hope trumps empire i think i think you're right i think you're right that a new hope definitely set a, a new bar and a new standard not just in terms of the storytelling aspect but in terms of technical aspects yes and, and merchandising and so forth but i will tell you you are wrong and right or right and wrong. Okay. Um, let's start first with Jedi actually did make it on the list. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, Jedi is ranked number 66 <laughs> on the list of 100, but it gets better. Wait till I tell you what it's sandwiched between. <laughs> okay. 
At 65, we have The Avengers. Okay, Avengers is one of the top 100 then, movies yes, ever made. Yes, okay. the first one. And then 66 is Jedi, followed at 67, Christopher Nolan's Memento. <laughs> now, if that was a sandwich... I mean, a disgusting I'd want my sandwich. money back. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love all those movies, Memento especially, but... Only one of those movies deserves to be in the top 100 films of all time. We're talking films of all time, yes. not not blockbuster films of mm -hmm. all time, not you know science fiction superhero genre movies yeah. of all time. We're talking cinema. Memento deserves to be in the top 100. I love Return of the Jedi. It does not belong in the top 100. <laughs> Neither movies does of the all Avengers. Time. No, I would say the Avengers. Maybe After Dark Knight is my favorite super movie. It belongs nowhere near the top 100 movies. But does The Dark Knight belong in the top 100 movies? Yeah, probably in like the 30s okay. or All 40s, right. maybe. All right, getting back to Star Wars. So, A New Hope, not in the top five. Okay. It ended up being number nine on the list, sandwiched between Jaws at eight and Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring at 10. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Jaws, but, Jaws is definitely in the right spot. Oh, absolutely. I love Lord of the Rings. That's not the Lord of the Rings movie I would pick to be first. And it would not be in the top 10. Yeah. But Well, and coming up at number two is The Empire Strikes Back. Wow. That's, I mean... Awesome. Yeah. That's probably my number one movie of all time on the Alex Backus list of movies, not the overall greatest. Sweaty. Yeah. I mean, okay, so what? Number one has to be what? Gone with the Wind, Casablanca, or Godfather. Godfather. Maybe. Number Godfather? one is okay. Godfather. And number three, The Dark Knight. So you've got no! Empire Strikes Back <laughs> in between... Godfather and the Dark Knight. See, this is why you can't let the internet vote on the... I mean, there's nothing wrong... Like, But we just asked the internet to tell us what books to read. Well, yeah, but that's different, right? We're making a an intellectual's list of an the intellectual. great... An intellectual <laughs> list of the greatest movies in cinema history. The Dark Knight is better than 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, I know. Or Citizen Kane. Or The Wizard of Oz. I mean, do I need to keep going on this list? No. Shawshank Redemption, Schindler's List. Shawshank came in number four after Dark Knight. <laughs> I can't even. All right, while we're at it, number five was Pulp Fiction. Number six was Goodfellas. Those number, are all num okay. Number seven, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. And then Jaws, A New Hope. The problem Fellowship is, right, is that's like. All of the DC fans are going to vote for the best DC movie. All the Star Wars fans voted for the best Star Wars movie. And then people who watch movies went, no, The Godfather's the yeah. best movie of all time. Or I'm pretty sure Empire saw what they put at number one, and it was probably Ultron or something. Okay. And they were like, no, 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 no. Okay, no. count of three. Let's each say a movie that would never make it on that list. Okay. But but like but that there's probably someone out there like no that definitely deserves to be on that list. Oh no, I can't be put on the spot like this right now. I already the got pressure. it. Ready? The pressure. No, Ready? I can't find it. I can't find it. All you have to think of is if it's a bad movie. A bad movie? Yeah, that will never oh. make it on that list. Oh, I got it. But that you would kind of want on that list. I got it. Ready? One, two, three. Encino Man. Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. You think Pootie Tang 
You would put that on the Wada top. Wada my Damie. Wada Wada on that Sarate. On the Sarate, my Damie. Wada My Damie. I love that movie. I love Pootie Tang. I love Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. And I love Encino Man, dude. I love Encino Man. And we're actually only like 20 minutes from Encino. I just came from Encino. That's where I'm working right now. So. All right. All right. So Empire, that's over with. Yeah, we got a little update on the Hasbro six-inch Hera. Uh, figure that was originally supposed to pop with this last wave 11. Mm -hmm. um, we just got word from Yak Face um, that Hera's actually going to be dropping with the wave that's coming out with The Last Jedi on Force Friday, September 1st. Dope. That'll be the day when we're in line sweating it up trying to get them figs. Uh, that actually brings us to our shout-out for this yeah. week. Our shout-out is Yakface of yakface.com. If you guys aren't following Yakface on Twitter or Instagram, you should be. Because that's my little secret. I follow him, and he always lets me know when figs are dropping, when they're available. He's really on it, and he's a great source for collectors to find what they're looking for. So Yakface... Keep up the good work. You inspired us. Oh, man. Yakface kept this us show. up to date, man. Thank you, buddy. All right. So I guess that brings us to our next portion, something that Yakface does really well, too, and that is reviews. All right, guys. We got something special for our review this week. We're reviewing the limited edition Force Awakens vinyl set from I Am Shark, which is a super cool uh, music distributor where they'll do like these custom limited edition runs of vinyls. And earlier this year, they released these awesome Force Awakens set featuring original artwork from Dan Mumford. Now you might remember this artwork because they released posters of it for IMAX viewers that saw Force Awakens and IMAX. Once a, basically one poster a week drop mm -hmm. for the first, I think, like it was four weeks, but I think it started the second week. Yeah. Uh, so we're just going to kind of go through some of the art and sort of check out what we like. But I have to tell you, right off the bat, this is easily my favorite thing we've reviewed on the show so far. It's pretty dope. I love stuff like this, right? I missed out on the sale. You did. I was pissed because I think I sent you the link. I saw it because I do some stuff with Nerdist. Mm. So a buddy of mine from Nerdist retweeted it. And the moment I saw that it was available, I went right over and bought all four. Yeah, see, and, I, I saw it and was like, oh, I wish I had a record player, but I don't. And the other thing is, we had sort of just started coming up with the idea for this show. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's the type of stuff I want to review on this show. So look for more stuff like this on the show. So let's start with uh, our first vinyl set here. So we've got Captain Phasma. Looks like she's rocking it on in the Jakku village with it burning. We've got a little Lord Santeca up there. I'm assuming that it looks a little like Hux, but I think it's Lord Santeca. This is super cool. You don't really get this image in the movie, mm -mm. but this is actually my favorite vinyl of them, and I'll show you why. So, the thing that makes these so awesome is they press them on these really cool sort of tri-color vinyl pressings. So get a look at that. Oh my gosh. It's really cool. It's super cool, and it looks awesome when you play it, but these are just great pieces to display. And you can head over to Aaron Brothers and get like a record player frame or a record a record set frame. And you can hang these like art. And man, I have to tell you, this is my favorite pressing color. But man, woo. All right. What else we got? Next up, we got Ray. 
Ray and BB. And BB. Jack who again with the Crash Star Destroyer. Do you remember when we saw this in the trailer? Oh. Oh my god. That was the moment I knew. That Star was, Wars was back. That wasn't even nerd sweats. No. But what I'm about to Can't say. Can't even say what that was. I'm gonna like this. No, I can, I'm gonna say it because I put explicit on oh, our podcast. Here we go, mom. <laughs> Patricia Ellis. This was a nerdgasm. Yes. <laughs> this was a nerdgasm. Woo! That's let's the take, highest degree. Let's take a look at this vinyl. This one's super cool, too. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. It's like a Cheeto. Cheetos. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I Am Shark really nailed it with these vinyls. No, they did. I they love did a them. great job. They look fantastic. They did a really good now, job. Now, unfortunately, these are all sold out, so we, we won't be able to send you guys a link to check them out. But I would say avoid scalpers on eBay, but if you're super into them, you might be able to find some stores that maybe have some. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to put up a link to I Am Shark, uh, and maybe they'll release more in the future. Yeah, and you can check out Dan Mumford's site, too. I don't, I don't remember. He might actually have prints of these up, but don't quote me on that. Just go yeah. check out his artwork. He's, it's really great. So we've got Poe um, hanging out on uh, Takadana post-Resistance uh, First Order battle. Uh, I love the greens and yellows on this. I just get really into Star Wars stuff that doesn't look like the traditional Star Wars items. Yeah. And some of the stuff on the set, right? We're big into like the the old school vans. We've got like the skate decks, skate decks, stuff like that. But this this one, these colors are great. Let's take a look at the. Uh, I'll have to, I'll pull this vinyl all the way out because this one is sort of like. A uh, half. 50-50. It's a 50-50 sort of green and yellow. And as you can see, it really matches the color of the vinyl well. Little Yoda, the cover. little Yoda green. <laughs> yes. Yes, Yoda is green. Captain Obvious. <laughs> Green's my favorite color. <laughs> this is my favorite color. Yeah. So this is the last of the four. This is the one you tried to get. Well, I finally went, nope, I need to get it. And I went to go buy it, and that was sold out. I could have purchased the remaining three. But, but without the but, full set. But without, well, no, I just wanted that one. Yeah, this one's awesome. I will say this. What I always find funny about this is you can tell how protective they were with that movie. Because here's what they told him. Finn and Kylo fight in a snowy forest that looks like this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because he's wearing his mask. That's not what it is in the movie. Like So all this stuff, clearly they're trying to protect the secret of Force Awakens. I also want to show you guys something really cool now that we're on the last vinyl. Uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen The Force Awakens, which you all have, the inside is that really sad scene, the Han Solo, Kylo Ren death scene. Ben Solo. Ben Solo kills. Although what is cool, he's got his flow, his hair. Mm -hmm. His hair's flowing. Got that quaff. That's really cool. All right, let's take a look at this last vinyl. This final one, uh, this is my least favorite vinyl, but my favorite cover. It's just sort of a rich blue. And it looks really great with the cover. But man, these are really, really cool. Uh, if you guys follow us on Instagram, we'll throw up some pictures of these. Um, God, I, I wish we had another set for a giveaway. Sorry, I guys. know. I wish we had some to give away. But these were really tough to get our hands on. Uh, I Am Shark, you guys nailed these. Really well done. Check them out on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, support uh, Dan Mumford. He's an incredible artist. I want to make sure I got his name right. Um, these are fantastic. Follow us on Instagram to check these guys out. All right, let's take it to this week's interview.
We are here with Steel Saunders of Steel Wars. We're so stoked to have you here, bud. I'm in YouTube. This you is so are. Fun. <laughs> this is so different. It's like it's flat. <laughs> <laughs> You're, now people can look at you on your phone as opposed to listen to you on their phone. Yeah, that's very exciting. And I guess people had to wait five seconds to get through the ad and <laughs> now they're here and it's annoying when they it's not it's like you have to watch the whole ad so i know it's different just settings. give me five so, seconds yeah I, so i hope it's worth it you guys that five <laughs> seconds i know your seconds are pretty tight these days and luckily we don't have enough traffic yet to where youtube allows us to monetize so they haven't had to watch anything <laughs> Communism, yes! <laughs> so good. That's what Star Wars is all about. Yes, it so is. I'll, I'll steal a little bit from your show and I will say you are Steel Saunders and you do love Star Wars. That's why we have you here today, right? Yeah, I gotta yeah. get a new catchphrase. That's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Hearing it back, you're like, oh God, that's obnoxious. Why would anybody tune into that? Get over yourself, Ooh. bro. <laughs> so what's your first uh, sort of memory of Star Wars? Was it seeing a movie, grabbing a toy? It was toys. Yeah. It was. I was in uh, a town of Frankston in Melbourne, Australia, and I was in this toy shop that's no longer there anymore. Now it's a passageway to Moore Mall, mm. which is kind of sad. Like secret doorway. Yeah, I feel like oh, the ghost. The ghost of the toy shop is still there. But I was in this toy shop, and I must have been maybe like three or four, and I'm not sure. My memory is it was like a soup like. Floor to roof, the whole wall, Star Wars figures. I'm not sure if, like, but I was little, John. Yeah. So I'm looking up. I'm not sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just all the creatures just excited me, like seeing mm. all those guys. And I got a Luke Skywalker X-wing pilot. I'm not sure why. Like, I, I'm not sure if like my <laughs> older brother said, "Get the Luke," because I remember seeing Greedo, and I remember Ponda Barba, a walrus man. And I got the Luke, and we had an Atari, like a wood grained Atari, mm -hmm. you know, because they made them, they harkened yeah. back to when, you know, your granddad used to carve out of wood yeah. video game consoles. <laughs> and I used that as a little playset while my brothers, because yeah. I was like, the Atari was pretty hectic, like the cue to play it. But I just used it as a playset. <laughs> you were like, so I'll like, play on the Atari, you play with the Just leave Atari. the cartridge alone, and you can just. Yeah, because the, they had like the little, the nubby. Controls yeah. like to on off and stuff, yeah. and so they sort of seem like cannons or something like that. And uh, yeah, so I had this that became my wood grain Death Star <laughs> and played with it. But I've still got that one figure, it's it's had its head glued back on, but I've still got my like OG original figure. So it's that's awesome. Sick. Do you cherish that one? It's pretty good. He's in his vintage X Wing because when I was little, I didn't have an X Wing, so when I got one when I was older, I was like, finally, bro. You've heard this. We're you, got, home. You, you got decapitated in the 80s. Yeah. But now, in the 2000s, you're sitting pretty in an X Wing. My That's first awesome. toy was an X Wing, just the ship. But I had a Bendem Luke because the figures were impossible to get when those first came out. So I had a Bendem that I would shove into that X Wing. Man, I feel like jumping across the set and choking you. I mean, how I was... dare you desecrate a vintage X Wing? No, no, no. A Power, Power of the Force Wars. 90s X Wing. I, I was I was born in '86, so my first experience with Star Wars. So you had Power of the Force, but you had a Bendem. Because the figures the you figures, couldn't get. You couldn't get them. Oh. It was like, what do I do with this X-wing? And I had this Bendem farm boy Luke that I would basically pretzel and put in there, and I hated it. I was like, this sucks. I hate this Bendem. It was all I had for like a year until you could get those figures. So I wish I had an X-wing Luke to put in there. Dude, those those Gumby Star Wars figures were the worst. I remember 
being in Kmart in Australia and oh, <laughs> 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 oh. this is this 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 shoot is over. Oh. <laughs> we have a bend. Steel signers, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the um, and I remember like walking into the Kmart and you know it was pre-internet, so you didn't know what was coming out or whatever. I was like Star Wars. That's figs. Amazing. And then I realized what they were were these those wire rubber things. The the lightsaber was connected. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know how they managed to go back in technology. <laughs> but you know what I mean? When you look at the Kenner figures, it's like oh these are pretty rudimentary. But somehow in the nineties they went, hey guys, I think we've got a way to make these worse. <laughs> Cut costs. Yeah. And I was just standing there and I was like. Why? Like, <laughs> why? Like, who wants this? And they came with a Star Wars Galaxy trading card. Yeah. And at the time, I was currently obsessed with those because it was like one of the few Star Wars products you could buy. Yeah. And I don't know if they're exclusive cards or what, but it annoyed me that the cards I was collecting was affiliated with tops with this desecration of Star Wars figures. <laughs> so I always like people like you know fun like you know. Bendems, oh, that was so, and I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no. Bendems are your, my thing is Dexter Jetster from Attack of the Clones. That sets me through the oh, roof. Oh, you don't? I don't like Dexter Jetster. Mm. I, I, I think he gets too much. I think if you go back now, it's one of these things where like you build up all this anger and and then when you go back, oh, you... No, I'm <laughs> fine, but okay. it's me. You're, uh, <laughs> I just got him calmed down from two weeks okay. ago. <laughs> I think going back now, he's he's all right. He's just chilling. I told him I'm convinced he's gonna end up having like a Han New Hope saving Luke at the Death Star moment no. in the Kenobi <laughs> anthology film, and it's gonna like right all the wrongs. Oh my god, that that'll be and it. Make him cool. The set's coming down. I'm done with Star Wars. <laughs> if Dexter Jetster shows up again in Star Wars, it for me it's the fact that it's so clearly 1950s. Where I ha where I take issue with it, it's like more. the well, that whole movie is yeah. Obi Wan. Remember the fifties when everyone had four arms? Yeah, yeah. that was great. Yeah. Well, no, okay, exactly. He has four arms. Why are they calling it Jawa Juice? And it kind of sounds like Java, but it sounds See? like it's we're like, already oh. going down this road again. Is oh. it really Jawa Juice? In it? She says yeah. you want to get a cup of Jawa Juice, and I'm like, so in this world, <laughs> you have Jawa Juice that kind of sounds like Java, which is our equivalent of coffee, which you would get in a diner in the fifties. It was like. Okay. It's my Bendems is Dexter Jester. You have Bendems. <laughs> it's, it's great to be on a show where I'm not the angriest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, yeah. That's, Dexter Jester will get me going. <laughs> all right. All right. So, so you grew up in a town outside of Melbourne? Yeah. It's called Rosebud, and it's about an hour and a half out of Melbourne. It's sort of like a beach town where people that weren't rich enough to go all the way to Portsea, which was like the ritzy mm -hmm. holiday place, they would come chill with us. So it's like legit. So it's actually probably more locals and. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's so it's a little town, and yeah. during the winter it's dead, and then during the summer we get imported people, which was really fun when you're a little kid. Were you a big? You were. I'm assuming, judging by your merchandise, you were a big skate. You like to skate, surf, and that was the kind no, of... Not no, not surf. No surf, I, just I skate? Was, I, was, I was a rebellious skateboarder that... Mm. And, and the two big things was football, so it's like AFL football, mm -hmm. and surfing. They were the two big things that, that boys trying to become men were doing. And yeah. I, I was happy being a boy, and I didn't want anything to do with... Because it was like when like the Oakley stickers and oh, all yeah. that sort of stuff, and the razors, mm. and... 
and the bug sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, I was just an angry skateboarder. Never, ne- I've, I've never owned a pair of. Uh, you guys call them flip flops in Australia. Mm. They're called thongs. Never owned a pair. Just, mm. just out of protest, <laughs> out of spite. To like, the re- entire lifestyle. I refuse to be in any way affiliated with beach culture. <laughs> but it wasn't so much like I think surfing's pretty cool, but it was just the the image around it and that you know a lot of people didn't even do it but they just they took on yeah. that that persona and stuff so was there a moment when you would consider you were more into like skating and punk rock than star wars or was that always a big part of your life cuz i know i went through a huge phase where it was like i only like punk rock and fixie bikes and bmx and i wasn't into star wars and it wasn't until sort of Disney brought it back into my life that I've now reinvested fully back into Star Wars. Was that like that for you? Or? Oh, mate, bandwagon here, huh? Oh, no, 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 no. Did, did Dexter Jetster help you with these forearms? I, I saw Dexter Jetster 22 times in the theater, and I still hate Dexter Jetster. 22? Wow. I used to work at a movie theater when Attack of the Clones <laughs> came out. Is that five and a half for each hand? <laughs> <laughs> no, what I mean is Star Wars, I think... When I think about the prequels, it's that was all we were getting. So, and I wasn't particularly crazy about those movies. So once Revenge of the Sith came out, it was like, okay, I guess I could watch Clone Wars, but I wasn't particularly interested in Clone Wars. And then it was, oh, we're getting more movies. Yeah, I can get excited and interested in this again. Yeah, I, th- my first memory in my life of being sad is coming out of Return of the Jedi, and you know, I was on a high. We just yub nubbed. You know, celebrating, mm-hmm. Lando's clapping, gonna like bang himself some Ewoks and stuff that night. And I walked out and I remember exactly where I was and just thought, there's no more Star Wars. That's it. And it was such a bummer. Cause you know, George Lucas has said, that's Done. it. George Lucas is, he's my favorite liar in the planet. <laughs> like he just tells the best lies. No more Star Wars. <laughs> said it again. Like I found a clip the other day of him saying, there would never be an episode seven. Ever. It's like, keep them coming, George. Keep the lies coming. And, uh, yeah, so there was that. That was my first sadness. And I had this exact same feeling coming out of Revenge of the Sith. Just going, yes, same. that's it. No more Star Wars. And what a downer note to end on, too. It's like, oh. Yeah, it was like a triple thing of, like, no more Star Wars. Then it's a bummer. And it was also like, is that what you did with it? Could have been a bit better, Johnny. Yeah. Like, Johnny, yeah. you know I mean? it was it was not. I don't know. Like we waited so long for them. Yeah. That it was like this could have been a bit more in line, you know. And I know people love them, and I, I, I love them as well. But I think you can love them and also like acknowledge that they could be better. Sure. Yeah. 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 You uh. So okay. So you now. Oh, but to answer your question. I was always not hardcore, but I think once um, Steve Sansweet's book, because I'm like you know a bit older than you, the mm-hmm. concept Scream to Collectible came out, and I like read about the backstories of mm-hmm. how the figures came about and that you could display them. Then I like pulled out my figures and and actually glued Luke's head back on. Oh no, it was already glued back on. <laughs> and, and there was a shop in. Paran, which is, Paran's like a really famous like skate suburb of Melbourne. It's where like there was a skate park and all the big demos with 
from the 80s to now have taken place with like mm -hmm. Krishna Zoy and Tony Hawk and all that stuff. And, um, and it's aware a lot of um, the best skateboarders in Australia sort of like honed their skills and stuff. So we would go there and they had a really cool shopping strip, you know, kind of with lots of collector stores and record stores and stuff like that in the 90s. And I remember they had a collector shop and my friend said, oh, you've got to come into this shop. They've got old Star Wars figures for sale. So I went in there and I was like, oh my God, there's all these figures and they've got the weapons. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't believe that they were selling them for more. Yeah. I didn't understand that concept. Die scalper scum. But they weren't even scalping, they were vintage <laughs> figures. Like, like I was like 13 or something and, and skateboarding at the time was very burn the past. Yeah. It's what have you mm. done for me in the last three months. Mm. So I didn't really know, or I guess no one knew that, well, I guess people that studied like furniture and stuff like that, but with toys that it, things would go up in value. Because I was like, hey, they're second hand. Yeah. And they were two bucks. Yeah. Let's do them for a buck. Like, yeah. They're out of the pack, but they're all like, you know, $20, $30. Now I'm sure that the, those figures would be yeah, those like are, $100. Yeah, for sure. Like, like sometimes I see like the, go into a toy shop and see how much they got the figures for, for mm -hmm. the vintage ones, and I'm like, I'm sitting on a fortune. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> this investment's really paid off. <laughs> this is great. It's going to make up for all the years I've wasted podcasting, this, uh, these, these figures. So, yeah, so I always had it in me, but it was the Sand Sweet book that sort of, I guess, sh and I guess for a lot of people, it showed them how to collect mm -hmm. and the mentality behind it and what was, because I didn't even know I, when I was little that some figures were more red, like, that mm -hmm. were more quantity than others. That Yeah. I, I, like I, a vinyl cape mm -hmm. Jawa and a cloth cape Jawa means nothing to a kid. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. And, you know, stuff like, um, like the blue snaggletooth and the yak face and stuff mm -hmm. like that, it was had no idea. Yeah. So yeah, that Sand Sweet book. And then he brought out another one that was like the price guide and it listed everything oh, that was ever made. It was an amazing <laughs> book. Oh. <laughs> and just staring. Yeah. And yeah. just like, and and I, I think a lot of people when they first got it, I don't know, it was sort of like a mail order catalog. It's mm -hmm. like, it's the price of the key, I'll order that. <laughs> it's just like, where are you going to buy it from? <laughs> I want those underoos. In your time hanging around a lot of the skate shops, and, and whatnot, and, and being a Star Wars fan, I forget the name of the boards, but I used to hang out around skate shops and, mm -hmm. and whatnot, especially in like 94, 93. And I think it was World Industries, but they came out with four decks that were basically bootleg Star Wars decks. There was a Boba Fett, a Chewie, a Han, and a Leia. Do you, do you remember that, those? That's my big mistake. Do you remember mistake. those boards? My big mistake. Same it, was, it was Plan B. It was Plan B, yes. Which was like a, a sub company yeah. in, in World Industries. And they had. Each, it was like 90... 93, 94? 92. Okay. Yeah, because I'm going back. I've got a photo wearing the Yoda T, and it was uh. when it was like I got my first car, so that's how I sort of know mm. the dates. And Star, Star Wars and skateboarding were very similar then. They were very small. Like, yeah. you know, there mm -hmm. was like s skateboarding had like shrunk after the 80s, and and Star Wars had just died. There was no product anywhere. No, not yeah. at all. Yeah. And so at the time, skateboard companies were really into doing parodies. And and the boards would only last, like, in the 80s, like a, like a Tony Hawk would have the same graphic for five years. Yeah. Hmm. And it was like an icon. But in the early 90s, 
it was like every month, new graphic, new, 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 yeah. new, new, new. And so they started just doing parodies of stuff. And it was really funny being from Australia because a lot of times they would rip stuff off that was so American, like we American wouldn't even pop know. Culture. Yeah, yeah, so like I remember Goodwill, there was a really cool <laughs> graphic. So I remember the first time coming here, I'm like, Oh my God, Randy Colvin graphic. Like, why have they got it on the, on the wall there? Why are they selling old sweaters? Yeah. <laughs> and um, Carl's Jr., that was another one yeah. that we didn't have in Australia, but there was like a Roddy Mullen Plan B board. So yeah, so they did these graphics, these Star Wars graphics um, that were like painted and they did it sort of to fit each skater's personality. Mm. So um, like, I think probably a lot of people listening would know Roddy Mullen, sure. who's like an amazing skateboarder. And so he was Yoda. And then, like, I think Danny Way was Boba Fett. And then Sean Sheffy, who was, like, a really sort of, you know, bulky dude that, like, mm-hmm. you'd be terrified of. And he was Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it was it was really sick. They had these boards. And I remember being in the skate shop just, like, going, that is so cool. And I got the T-shirt, the Yoda T-shirt. And it just... Why didn't I put it on, like, in Australia it's called Lay-By, but I think here it's like Lay-Away. Lay-Away, lay-away yeah. yeah. Why didn't I just get the set and pay them off? Oh, they, and, yeah. and because it's Star Wars and there's, like, such, you know, we're, cra- you know, we've yeah, got issues. And now that skateboarders that are my age, uh, like, have disposable income and want to relive their use, like, so that's, the collecting is huge. Mm-hmm. There was a, um, a guy, Sean Cliver, that sort of brought out an equivalent book to concept to screen to collectible about skateboard. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, called um, Disposable. Yeah, it's called Disposable. And so because it's like those two fandoms fighting yeah. over the, the these one boards, <laughs> Yeah, they're like worth so much. And oh. I was at, um, at Rancho Obi-Wan and, you know, Steve's got them. And I said to him, I go, oh, you know those boards? And he goes, yeah, I know. Like... So I've seen a set there, and then there's a shop in Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz Board Shop. Mm-hmm. They've got an amazing collection on yeah. the roof, and they've got the set as well. Yeah, I used oh. to. I, used, I I grew up 30 minutes away from Santa Cruz, ah, and so okay. I used to go up there. I think it's actually is it Santa. I think it was Pacific Wave Shop, but it doesn't matter. Um, and I used to just sit there and stare at those things. Yeah. Because to me, I always look at those, and I, I'll find myself online every now and again looking them up, and it's like you're the one that got away. <laughs> yeah. You're the one that got away, and I think that's why I lost my shit when Santa Cruz came out with their officially licensed ones, mm-hmm. even though they're still, in my opinion, not as cool as those OG ones. Oh, if anyone thinks the opposite, they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just wrong. They, um, yeah, I know, there's a guy, I think his website's called Bob Shirt. He's like like super into skateboarding, like that, that era, like the history of it and the mm-hmm. boards. He's got them all, and then he's got the original art framed next oh. to them. Oh. And the art is like big because they have to, yeah, it was before like all the computers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's right? got to paint it, and then yeah. they've got to silk screen it. I'm assuming, right? It's yeah, similar, yeah. But my friend um, Jason Rothmeyer, he was a pro in that time as well. He gave like Santa Cruz mm-hmm. and Foundation, and he did a lot for Star Wars and skateboarding because there was used to be this video magazine that came out every month called Four One One, and it was like a video magazine that had like covered contests and stuff. And he had a profile in it, and he showed his Star Wars collection. And then, so for a lot of closeted skateboarding Star Wars fans, because at, at the time skateboarding was like super bitchy, because it was so small, yeah, yeah. And it was mm-hmm. it was super progressive and stuff. So you like if you didn't have like the latest stuff, doing the latest tricks, like you were you were caught. That's why you had to make friends at those skate shops. Yeah, <laughs> go skate. I'm looking at you. And 
so he showed the you know he had the figures and he had the Revenge of the Jedi poster and stuff and so that opened it up I, I know me and a few friends were like yeah it's cool like this guy's mate he's validated he it so we can like have our figures <laughs> out and stuff but uh, he I, I went and interviewed him for the podcast and he had uh, for foundation a proposed graphic that he's got in his garage and it's like a full skateboard size of like the um, the Endor battle of the Death Star. So it's the Falcon and the Death Star in the background. Oh. And the, the owner of the company like saw it and just went, oh, Star Wars is done, we're not doing this. Oh, oh that's painful oh. to hear that because you're just like, oh, that would be so sick. Oh. Uh, kill, yeah, and I always like, like diss him because he's just got it in his, I'm like, you've got to frame it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or, or just give or it to send it to Ran Rancho at least. <laughs> nah, send it to Sondo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Rancho Saunders. <laughs> so uh, so for most of our folks probably have heard of your podcast because we're fairly new, but if somebody was going to hop in and take a listen to Steel Wars, what, what would you say would be that pitch for your show? What's, what makes your show special amongst the, all of the Star Wars podcasts? Well, I don't know. I, I'm a massive podcast fan. And I do another podcast as well that's like a comedy podcast. We review complaint letters to the TV Guide. And so I've done that for like... <laughs> like from old complaint letters or people no, are no, still co- sending complaint current, letters? Current oh, Jesus. <laughs> so there's like really sort of famous complaint section in a paper in Australia. And we try to get the people that are getting complained about like come on to, like, to like respond. And uh, it's been going for about five years. And so I was a big like like listener of all the all the Star Wars podcasts, but I found that say for my wife, she loves Star Wars and loves going to like Comic Con and stuff, but she wouldn't listen to the podcast because they're a little dry. Do you yeah. know what I mean? A bit too technical. And, yeah. a, and real sweaty. Like that you gotta yeah. be real deep in because even I'll listen to some podcasts go, I don't even know. And I'm all Star Wars all day. I and mean, that's I'm, also one of the reasons why we started doing this one as well. Yeah. And I think maybe at the time there wasn't much news, so it was all yeah. about canon and all this sort yeah. of like going back thing. and yeah. So I thought, sort of inspired by um, Mark Maron's podcast, where he yeah. sort yeah. of interview people. I was like, well, I could maybe rather than do the news because I've listened to those podcasts. And I'm like, that's fine. I, like I'm I'm satisfied with the job they're doing, but if I could interview people sort of of interest and find out their sort of what inspires them about Star Wars and stuff like that. Like like Jason, the, the, the pro skater I was talking about, like to find out, you know, talk to him about that. Yeah. And, you know, he, mm-hmm. he to this day, like he tr- still travels the world sort of running competitions and stuff. And yeah. he says he, he has he not gone to a contest or a demo in like 20 years without some guy going, I love those Star Wars figures in your fallen one. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like every time. So to find out stories like that. Yeah. And and sort of explore Star Wars in a way that you didn't... More personal stories mm-hmm. that you didn't have to know all about the intricacies of, you know, all the... Hyperdrive and all that Yeah, stuff. like... Yeah. And, and I'm not even that good at, like, you know, Star Destroyer names and that sort of stuff. It's not really, you know, my forte. So it sort of started from there, and then once I got started, I just, like, fell in love with doing it, and it kind of just, like, took over my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, then uh, and then it sort of through that I just met like a, an amazing network of friends and stuff and yeah it's sort of it, it's really cool and your wife's a big Star Wars fan yeah awesome yeah. 
Thank God, huh? Right? <laughs> my, my girlfriend had never seen them until Force Awakens was coming out. She's like, okay, I want you to sit me down and walk me through all of them. So we started on the original trilogy, mm-hmm. and her first comment was, I didn't realize how sexy Harrison Ford is. Like, he is so sexy. And, of course, I never really thought of, I mean, he's, he's pretty fucking sexy. But to watch sexy. her go, oh, I see why people are so into these movies mm. was so sort of fulfilling to me for her to enjoy it. And then she, all right, let's watch the prequels. And I was like, I almost don't want to taint your opinion of this. I'd rather you see Force Awakens, and then if you love it, we'll go back and we'll watch the prequels. And we've now since gone back and okay, watched it. Yeah. And Jar Jar doesn't bug her, she, she, but she goes, I see why OG fans would get weird about these. Because yeah. they're very, they're tonally very different. I, the design is extremely different. So, But that's cool. I'm, I, I can relate knowing that she loves it now. I always get excited. Yeah, so and so we try to find people like we did, like one with Leonard Moulton about his like interviews with George Lucas. Uh, one of my favorite ones is with Nathan Hamill, Mark Hamill's yeah. son, just wow. about like I found it was so interesting that he's a big Star Wars fan, and Luke Skywalker's his actual dad. Like that's, that's so weird. imagine what that's like. It's it's so weird, and like he was sort of saying that you know he'd go to his friend's house and his friend's toothbrush would be his dad. Like that's super weird. Like if. I, no one had my dad as a <laughs> and nor should have they. So um, my dad was a store manager for Mervins. It's <laughs> not Luke Skywalker. But we, we've done a few Virgin episodes. I, oh, cool. I did one. My friend Callum, who we're very similar, like skateboarding and and that sort of art and music and stuff. And he's like a massive Back to the Future fan, but just somehow had never seen Star Wars. Hmm. So I, um, oh no, I got him to go see Rogue One without seeing any other film. <laughs> And then explain to me what's going on. Right? <laughs> How on was he? Was he close? Yeah, he was pretty on. He was like, he sort of got it. And I think he, with Tarkin, he was like, oh, yeah, there was something up with that, actually. <laughs> so which proves that if you don't know that that guy's dead, then it, it yeah. works a lot better. Do you know what I mean? And then we did another one with Josh, my friend Josh Earl, who's like a comedian and a sort of radio host in Australia. And he'd never seen any of them. And I showed him, Star Wars, like the original, like a, a an original cut of Star Wars without mm-hmm. the special edition stuff, and his hilarious observation as soon as the movie went finished, he was like, "Pretty white," <laughs> 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 which nobody can deny. <laughs> <laughs> pretty white. That's actually amazing. That's pretty mm. white. Uh, okay, so I want to talk to you about something that I know you nerd out over pretty hardcore, and that is. Uh, there's a specific scene and sort of section in Return of the Jedi, which is Jabba's sailing barge. Yeah, you can lift it up. It's my first toy is the barge. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's You're precious, right? What is it about that scene that gets you so crazy nerd? What, what, it gets your sweats going. What is it about that? All right. Well, I think one of the just the most iconic scenes in Star Wars is Luke... Uh, he wants to go to the academy. No, no, you got to stay for another season. Yeah. Um, he's getting held back, and he, he looks out to the twin sunset, and you got the, the the music and stuff. You know, it's epic. Mm-hmm. And I think, in a way, that scene is a metaphor for m- pretty much everyone. Yeah. Like, whereas you know, for me, I was in a little town on the other side of the planet, mm-hmm. and so it's. 
you know, it, it's a lot more direct. But I think everyone's got that thing of like, I want to do something, but I there's something hold me back, and it's probably just that call to yeah greatness. And so that that's a very sort of meaningful thing. And you know, and then he leaves and gets off the planet and achieves all this stuff, becomes this great sort of hero of the galaxy, and then he goes back to his hometown, right? And there's the hometown's got this big bully that's like, you know, messing with everyone, is messing with his friends. Mm -hmm. And I just love that he gets there, he's got his little plan, which is, it's a curious plan. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's a little suspect, it's like, I'm gonna pretend to give him these droids, and then he'll, but he he won't be into me. Being, yeah, we'll get all. He's like my, four steps we'll get ahead. all my friends locked up. Uh, <laughs> we'll do and that. Then I'll just rescue him. Yeah, if, if uh, we're on YouTube, so we're on the right medium. If you search, if you just go to Steel Wars after this with Nathan, Nathan Hammer, we um, there's a clip that's sort of animated, and we try to work out <laughs> what his dad's plan was, <laughs> like about how it could work. In like yeah. if this thing actually worked, it's like yeah, but then Chewbacca's still locked up like <laughs> like do you know what I mean if like yeah. Leia mm -hmm. actually got out then like the droids and Chewbacca they're still in there yeah they're expendable man <laughs> yeah. they're ride or die for Luke so there's it's always a thing of like did he know like were people getting chucked in the Sarlacc like every day like do you know what I mean was it like someone <laughs> feeding just, time yeah like someone just like 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 spilt some like water on on salacious crumble ink or there was like no frogs left and he's like all right Sarlacc like anything that happened <laughs> he's like all right Sarlacc man like um ah oh, you know Bib Fortuna you left the key all right Sarlacc like just every like sometimes three times a day back yeah. out to the Sarlacc like is it just such it's like they just kind of do a loop around the Sarlacc yeah well they're there. on the way back from the Sarlacc and then like someone like spills something it's like all right turn it around back to the Sarlacc <laughs> and and so if that was happening, then the, the, the plan makes a bit more sense. Because it's like, of course, like, it's going to be Sarlacc. Well, yeah, how does I mean. he figure out which one goes in the Rancor and which one goes in the Sarlacc? Rancor's way more impulsive. It's like, can't handle it. I need it, it now. Yeah. I need yeah, it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sarlacc is like, ugh, I hate you so much. I'm going to turn it's back around. We're going to go back to this little pit of teeth. Well, you might think that once you do one Rancor, then the Rancor is like eaten. Yeah. And, and he's, he's just chill. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, like he doesn't he doesn't want to get fat. He's watching his weight. Like he sees what's happened to Malakari or whatever his name is. He's his like, buddy. I don't want to go there. Do you know what I mean? And so what am I talking about? <laughs> so yeah. So I that you were like earlier, you're like, I don't know the ship names, you're like Malakari and the regular <laughs> name and all these most obscure characters. I know those dudes. Come on. That's that's just that's his basic level notary. Come on. So um Yeah, so I love that he um so he goes back. He's got this like sweet plan that may or may not work. And I just love that he's on the plank and it's just like, you're done. Like for everyone else, it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. like, like we're having the best time ever. <laughs> and then he just goes, all right, dude, you're f let us go. Or I'm just going to have to, I, 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 I don't want to, but I'm going to kill everyone. That's <laughs> what I'm going to do. So it's up to you. Here it is. And Jabba's like, oh, right, right. And he's like, all right, dude, whatever. R2, flip that over, like jumps off, 180, forward flip, saber catch, ignite the green, clean house, yeah. destroys house, jumps from skiff to skiff, it's it's crazy, and then he gets up on there, yeah. shoot my hand, I don't care, and just goes through it, 
gets his like sister like hold on blow it up swings back and then just and then like don't forget the droids don't forget the droids maybe you should forget them I don't know like <laughs> uh, at least one of them and <laughs> why did Natsu just use his jets because they didn't exist they, were, they don't work in sand he's buried in sand you're an enabler um, <laughs> and then he just like flies off and it's just the ultimate I think living vicariously through Luke Skywalker because I'm Luke Skywalker in the film that he like leaves his to like he, he makes the big thing of leaving his yeah. hometown and then and it's it's, it's, it's always a real and then he comes back home and he's a boss he, he comes it's like back going back to your 20 year anniversary after you, being successful do you know who's doing and you that just now? mess it up do you know who's doing that now who Mendo Ben Mendelsohn right yeah director Krennic so he's like a, like an Australian actor and you know he's been working at it for so long and you know, I know, like, during the 90s, there's no way he would have thought that yeah. he's going to America and become this, like, amazing, like, success. And he's back in Australia now, doing on this promo tour, and it's just like, look what I did! <laughs> look what I did! <laughs> and every photo is, like, there's some paparazzi photos of him eating, like, a meat pie in the street. <laughs> meat pie is, like, a very, it's, like, you know, like, our hot dog sort of thing, how popular it is. Yeah. And he's just got a giant, like, shit-eating green, just, like... <laughs> Amendo, I'm back. <laughs> I'm a success. That's amazing. So he's doing a Luke Skywalker now. He's he's like cleaning house. That's awesome. Cleaning out pie awesome. shells. There you go. I've never really made that connection too from twin sons to that moment. Mm -hmm. How awesome that is. It's like right here on this planet, I want something bigger. I've accomplished it, and now I'm gonna just lay waste for like 15 solid minutes of the the guy who's oppressing my entire area it's mm. pretty dope it's pretty dope and uh yeah and i thought like one of, I, if i could change one thing in the prequels it would be that when they're on the bridge of oh i can't remember what that ship was called but like at the start of um revenge of the sith they're on grievous's ship yeah and they're held captive mm -hmm. and i was in the cinema and i was just like they're gonna do it they're gonna do it and i thought Artu was gonna flick up a lightsaber because you know they talk oh. about you know everyone goes on about this ring theory and stuff yeah but it's like you just missed one of the most like my goosebumps would have like blinded the person next to me it was like <laughs> <laughs> i would have like just puffed up like an x-man or something would have been my power so and you would have preferred that over jets and oil but I was like, I was like there and I was just like going, he's going to do it. He's going to shoot at the lightsaber. Anakin's going to be like, and it's going to do he's this. Be to be yeah, and, 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 and like any qualms I had about Anakin would just be like, yeah, man, that's Forgive a make good. Thank you. Thank you so much for that moment. And it, it didn't happen. Instead, it was like just like R2 was just rubbing his feet on the carpet and building up all this <laughs> static electricity. It's like, take that, evil robots. <laughs> But so, um, but it and it's my. It is, my dear wish, that in the Last Jedi and my friend uh, Horst Burkett, who um he does um Blue Harvest and Rogue One podcast. He's he's an amazing podcaster and a, and a really good guy. He hit me with this theory that I'm just like. I might cry in the podcast telling you about it. So you know when in the in the force back mm -hmm. that they show Luke padding R2. Yeah. All right, so his theory is 
is that's after the Jedi Temple got burnt, which it, that's pretty much like fact. Yeah. And then he's just like, yeah, I'm done. Um, this lightsaber, this whole thing, it's causing too much trouble. You know, the Jedi must end. I only know one truth. We know that now. So he just goes, you hang on to that, buddy. Puts the saber in there. And when Ray comes to the island, and she's, he's like, nah, dude, Jedi done, whatever. And then something happens where they're in peril, and it's like, let's do it again. <laughs> Pops up, ignites the green. Oh, Pete. Game over. They are. There they are. <laughs> it's there. And the thing, like, it's going to be the best if it happens. But I'm also, just as a social experiment, it's just like, what's going to happen to me? Yeah. Like, am I just going to explode in the cinema and everyone's going to be walking out with Saunders all over <laughs> it? Like, I don't know how much I can contain. Like, I was really into be. the lightsaber launching out of R2-D2. Why is that so important? <laughs> Somebody who doesn't even remember that from Return of the Jedi, well, that guy was really into that part. I. That's a pretty dope and, theory. And I always say, like, if you do that, or actually, if, if Luke just turns on the green lightsaber... You can do whatever you want. I think that's why we haven't seen toys of him. Because any hint of what is... uh, Any hilt that he comes with, any color lightsaber he comes with, is so telling and would ruin that kind of moment. So I don't even think we're going to get a Luke figure until after Last Jedi comes out. But I think they'll just do like they did with Ray Because they package Rey without a saber. Because we're all going to go stupid and buy both. Well, yeah. I, I, I like your theory as a theory. But... You've got the like the master replicas one, or yeah. is it master replica? No, which well, it's, the hot it's, toys. It's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've got like so it's sort of like. The but does he come with a saber though? No, no. See, that's the thing. So yeah. I guess so. I guess they could come out with a figure without the saber, but I think that will be the. They won't show that until Dude, that movie. They've got to bring out this figure soon because I just feel like like you know, like Steve at Hasbro. It's just like I just feel. Like, I want the figure, and I have bugged him about it, but now when other people, I'm just like, dude, just like, we've asked him, like, just chill. <laughs> it's going like, to come. Yeah. Give like, it, like, six months. Like it's there's, there's obviously something weird about it. It is so weird, though, that, like, there's two things I think you would never believe about Star Wars films, right? The first one is, if you, like, in 1997 said... They're going to make a new Star Wars film, right? They're going to go back in time, and you're going to find out that Darth Vader built C-3PO. You would get beaten, rightly so. (laughs) (laughs) But if five years ago they're going to, if you go, yeah, they're going to do new Star Wars films after Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker's in it. It's going to be sick. They're not going to bring out a figure for him. Beaten, and rightly so. So, I don't know if you guys had, uh, if this was a big show uh, in Australia, we had a show called Inside the Actor Studio up here, where he would basically interview actors and ask them this questionnaire Mm -hmm. at the end of the show. So we sort of like to ask our guests a Star Wars version of that questionnaire. So, Steve, why don't you rapid fire some of those questions for him. Number one, what is your favorite Star Wars movie? Return of the Jedi. Greatest thing ever projected on a giant white wall. It's the best. More than Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, M- okay, here's the thing. Empire Strikes Back is a better film. But Return of the Jedi for you is, is your my favorite, favorite. For sure. And, like, I was perfect Return of the Jedi age. Like, Ewoks are amazing. I, I love them. I- my cat is a little Ewok. He's a little Persian cat. I've got, I've still got on my, I brought him over my Ewok, like the teddy bear. Mm-hmm. It was like $15.99 um, in Australia. It was like, I, I was going to get an Inspector Gadget. 
you know, like, like there was like the yeah. Inspector Gadget thing. And I was like, oh, yes, bro, I'm going to get this. And I went around the corner and I saw the Ewok and I was just like, you're done, son. Like, you go <laughs> propel your little self. Go back. hang out with Penny and that silly yeah. dog. Oh, go, go hang out with the Inquisitors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. What is your least favorite Star Wars movie? I don't. Know, I don't. Uh, you don't. You don't have to. You don't have to have one. Yeah, I. I, I wouldn't like to. Oh, I, I, okay. I'm gonna cheat and I'll go with Battle for Endor. Oh, you like Ewoks, but you don't like enough for their own movie. Oh no, no, Caravan of Courage. That I can go oh, all day. Gotcha. But when <laughs> Battle when, for Endor is the Gorax, right? When yeah, and yeah. when I started watching it and like Ewoks, I mean like Wicket is spitting English. I'm just like. <laughs> Man, you guys aren't trying anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll take. All that. right, all right. What scar? What what um, what's your f- what? Sorry, I what just turns you on? What about turns Star- you on about Star Wars? Stuttering Steve. I don't know what turns me on. I guess. R two shooting. <laughs> I, I I um, I I think the one of the underlying themes of Star Wars is like coming through for your friends. Dope. Like, like and like the bit where you know Han is like you know are you you know you're all about money and all that and then the end like comes through like that that's yeah, the shit that's so dope. I think that's a you know good message and stuff and it's, I think that's like what all good Star Wars films need is like someone coming through well you know Finn I mean? Finn for Ray mm-hmm. I mean they hit it just he goes back for her yeah yeah that's awesome and um you know it's like it's when you water it down to its base thing, like if you look at, like, say, professional wrestling, one of the most exciting times in professional wrestling is when, like, the hero is getting a beat down by, like, some bad guys or some heels, and then someone that, like, maybe, like, hasn't been on the best of terms with that good guy wrestler just goes, yeah, like, like I'm not fully down with him, but that's not right. So I'm going to, like, even the score. And the crowd goes, you know, he runs out, crowd mm-hmm. goes crazy. Yeah. And, like, that's what, that's, like, the base need of a Star Wars film is to, like, come through. All For right. sure. What turns you off about Star Wars? <sighs> okay. Here it comes. <laughs> He's already turned off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pandering, needless retconning. Mm. that they like seem to need to do and I, I feel like when they got rid of the EU and, and did the reboot of the canon that was like a breath of fresh air because it was like all that crazy stuff is gone like IG-88 becoming the Death Star and R5-D4 <laughs> being a Jedi droid and just I don't know this daytime to, soap opera <laughs> yeah it's it's just I don't know it's like these writers want to put their mark on on these original characters and, and, and the one they put up the other day on this is on the Star Wars Twitter account and it was that in A New Hope when they're in Ben Kenobi's hut and Ben's about to pull out the lightsaber mm-hmm. C-3PO says I'm going to power down now or something like that you know you've seen the films you know the quote and the retcon is that he was programmed to do that by Anakin Skywalker or someone it was in his programming not to reveal the identity of Anakin Skywalker or talk about him at all. So when the lightsaber was about to be pulled out, in his programming, it's just like, nap time, bro. Don't want to spoil anything. Like he's, it's, like, it's like programming for you if I'm going to talk about things that are going to happen in The Last Jedi, right? You're yeah. just like, 
Oh, still, I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so tall, so but tall. Did, was that like a thing that like a fan or someone wrote on Twitter and then Star Wars like made it legitimate? No, like legitimized I don't know. it? No, I don't, it's, it's in a thing. Like, oh. did you know that someone made a graphic? Someone said, hey, we've ruined this scene. Can you Photoshop something up about it and we'll tweet it out? How do you feel about this news that kyber crystals bleed and that's why they're. That doesn't bug you? Because that's, that's like kind of a but clever... Like, no, no, don't change the topic, right? <laughs> <laughs> but stay on this. Stay on target. The t-shirt, yeah. you can't see the t-shirt. I see it. Stay right. on target. Respect the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. And my rant. <laughs> rant on. So here's the thing. At the end of Revenge of the Sith, like I'm not sure if anyone's seen these films, <laughs> right? That they, Bail Organa says to um, Darklight or whoever it was, like, hey, we're going to wipe this droid's memory. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> done. You've got no info. <laughs> and then people come up, well, there might be some residue memory. No. Well, the connecting. <laughs> let's retcon that the memory out. is. There's no. Let's retcon that. Let's just get rid of the residue memory. Why do I have to have residue memory of that tweet? Has it it doesn't make any sense. And, like, I am a pretty big Star Wars fan. I'm on a Star Wars YouTube show now. I'm in YouTube. <laughs> I don't even recognize the different lightsabers. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I know Luke Skywalker's <laughs> one from Return of the Jedi. Apart from that, they're sweet sticks. <laughs> really sweet sticks. Right? Glow sticks. Big, sweet glow sticks. But apparently C-3PO is some lightsaber connoisseur and he can just nail them from across the room. He knows six million forms of communication and 27 lightsabers and he can't even see it. He's got it's in the white. Why? Yeah. He just needed to power down. <laughs> I like, too, that it's not... Anakin Skywalker being on her ship at the beginning of the movie that C-3PO is like, Ay, ay! I know you turned into, like, it's the lightsaber. 20 minutes ago, you just came face to face with the dude that you lived with at the same hut. That built you. No, no, oh, no Uncle, yeah, Owen Uncle Owen doesn't remember <laughs> yeah, him, yeah. but a pole. It's like, oh, oh well, here it is. Oh, I'm just going to say it all now. <laughs> so th that that is... Okay. okay. It's not Bendham's. It's that. Oh, dude. I would lick a Bendham compared to that thing. <laughs> I'll get Bendham tattoo like comparably. That is, it's, but it's just like, why do you? It's not needed. No one was questioning this. Yeah. Let it go. It's yeah. like even like, and it's weird because now more than ever we understand the need to recharge our devices. Do you know what I mean? As mm -hmm. soon as you get an Uber, hey man, can I get some iPhone charge? I'm like, get some juice. Yeah. yeah so it, now it's like, like Lucas was like a visionary because he knew we'd all know about battery storage. Yeah. We'd be all like yearning for extra battery. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, maybe that should be a scene where, um, like, Luke takes C-3PO into the Apple Store and gets like a Mophie backpack <laughs> so he can charge up. He's like, no, you can't install that because. I only power down at convenient plot times. <laughs> All, right, All right, so. On to something that makes you happy. Um, what is your favorite line. line in Star Wars? What is your favorite line of dialogue? Wow. Oh, man. Can we, let me ponder that one. 
because sure. I, I don't yeah. want I don't want to be I don't want to have my like answer like registered on YouTube, man. Well, no, it, YouTube, I have already done. changed mine, so it's okay. Like you can come back on the show another time. And be like, I I need to correct this. Yubnub is pretty good. Yubnub is, is pretty good. Pretty dope. That's pretty good. Does it bum you that Yubnub? Do they say Yubnub in the special edition? I don't watch the special editions very often. I watch the originals. Do they say Yubnub in the new song? Oh, not in the song, but, but when he's chewing on the cookie, yeah, yum, yum, like, yum, 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 yeah. yum. Yeah. Um, I would totally buy cookie biscuits that look like that that say yum. I, I actually think now with all that's happened, like The Force Awakens for me was like a really special film for the experiences around it. Like I made, so, like in the lead up, I made so many friends with like at conventions and stuff, mm -hmm. and so it's a meaningful film because mm -hmm. of the friendships and the adventures yeah. we went on. So uh, I would say, um, like Chewy, we're home, or it's true, all of it, which is not actually, you know, it's it's a, it's a trailer quote <laughs> that 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 gets me pretty worked up as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So those ones, even though they're like super new quotes, um, I, I think it's true, all of it is a really meaningful thing. And I got to, um, I was, we are talking about how beautiful Harrison Ford is. I got to be face to face oh. with Harrison Ford and, and ask him about like how he was, had sort of brightened up about Star Wars, like a lot like Han Solo was, you know, he changed his tone about the Jedi and the force and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I, I think maybe that is my favorite just for, for what it means, all the, all the memories around it, yeah. Okay. But Yubnub's pretty good as well. Yubnub is pretty legit. What Star Wars character do you absolutely love? Oh, Luke Skywalker, without question. Best dude ever. Do you uh, have a specific version of Luke's? Like old man, Jedi? Jedi. Jedi, Jedi black, Luke. Black, black All black. Luke. With the thing clipped just, down? Just, the, nah, the, dude. Mid-back flip. That's, <laughs> that was when he was at his best. Yeah. And I, I just love when he lands and the lightsaber catches and he sort of like looks, he's like... Yeah. I just did that. This is the plan. <laughs> it's all working My out. My brilliant yeah. plan. <laughs> I, yeah, that's the best. All right, what character do you absolutely hate? Oh, Bib Fortuna, that prick. I, like, it's like, it's Jedi Luke coming in to see Jabba, and he, like, tries to cock block him. Ah, uh, <laughs> Jabba is who I would tell. Yeah, it's like, no, dog, you just get out of the way. He's Jabba nobody. He's just the dick friend. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's like a punk. It's, that's the only power he has. Is like that yeah, moment. Yeah, just a, just a shitty like nightclub bouncer. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of jobs, um, if you could have any job in the Star Wars universe, what would it be? Jedi. 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 All right. What profession would you absolutely not like to do? Ah, oh, those um, the dudes that are mining like lava on Mustafa. <laughs> It's just like, what a shit day at work. Like, just imagine being on the train, just like, another day of the lava pit. Just covered in burns, just like, like miserable. Like, imagine Sunday night, when you and you're still putting ointment on the burns from Friday. You think they're getting the day off. <laughs> yeah. You're, like, giving Palpatine a lot of credit for giving yeah. his Mustafa. Oh, yeah, no. But that just seems like a prick job. Oh. All right. All right, this is the last question. The Empire Strikes Back. It's towards the end of the film. Darth Vader's just cut your hand off. You're hanging from the Cloud City Bridge. What would you like to hear him say to you besides, I am your father? Oh, man. Um, 
probably like I have a really bad lawyer or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna be suing the fuck out. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for being on the show, Steel. Where can people find you if they want to pick you up on social media? Uh, thanks for having us, first of all. Oh, I really appreciate it. I love the show. Um, and all the like the badges and all the stuff you've done around it. It's really cool. Thanks, brother. Uh, if you want to listen to the podcast, it's Steel Wars. Uh, it's on iTunes, wherever you want to get uh, podcasts from. We'll throw uh, a link in the bio for everybody. It's just there. Just lower. Somewhere. Better put it in, edit guy. Because, <laughs> dude, you don't, want it, you don't want me to get retcon angry. Don't spell steel wrong. <laughs> yeah. The, um, yeah, and then I've got like a YouTube channel as well, which we're... Uh, sort of revving up but uh, I guess maybe the tantalizing things on there at the moment is I did interviews with all the cast of The Last Jedi those were fantastic by the oh, way cheers, I thanks. absolutely loved them so uh, yeah it's like quick one on one chats with like Daisy and Ryan and John Boyega Kathleen Kennedy and so that's on YouTube uh, the podcast is every week uh, or a couple times a week we do a call in show which is really fun so it's like talkback radio people can call or Skype in and talk Star Wars, it's really, it's it's a really cool thing, and then we do the interview episodes as well, and um, then on social media, it's just it's Steel Wars, S T W E L E W A R S. Awesome, dude! Thank you guys awesome. so much for tuning in, and may the Thanks, force guys. be with you. May that force be with you. Thanks for checking out the show, and if you liked what you saw, remember to hit subscribe. And if you're listening to us over on iTunes, please. Give us a five-star review. If you guys want to support the show, you can check out our merchandise shop. Every order that we sell goes right back into helping us make this show. And remember, tell your friends. Hey, you guys. If you are in the LA or Southern California area, we're doing a live Steel Wars podcast at Meltdown Comics at the Nerd Melt Theater. And that is on June 25th, Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. There'll be a ton of really fun Star Wars fans there, and it'll be really fun. We'll be there. That's awesome. Yeah.